Thanks for tuning in to Upward Way Podcast. If you're looking to be spiritually blessed, moved, and inspired, there is no doubt you are in the right place. On our show, guests recount their encounter with Christ and how their lives have been transformed through the grace and love of God. And now, please welcome our host. Hello and welcome to Upward Way. I am your host, Marlon Walters. My guest today is the director of Maya Bible First UK Limited, Andrea Rain. Welcome to Upward Way. Why, thank you very much. And I must say thanks for taking the time out of what I know is a very busy schedule to really share your testimony with us today. I'm going to start first with what is the most recent. Could you tell us a little about my Bible First UK? What is this all about? And then from there, we will go into your personal journey. Okay. Well, my Bible First UK, it actually started a couple of years ago. Um, I'm originally from the United States. And we had been utilizing my Bible first lessons to teach my son about the Bible. And when we moved back to my husband's home country in the United Kingdom, it wasn't available here. And we were praying about um, a way to minister to other people. And the Lord put this on my heart and my husband's heart. We actually prayed to the Lord and we said, okay, how could we do this? So it would cost us a lot of money. And within a short amount of the time, the Lord answered. And I received some money out of a will from my uncle. And it was money to pay for the ministry. So that's how we got started. And um, it's family run. And my son, who is 11, actually helps produce some of the materials as well. And so it's it's a good project for him to see it going out for other young people to be learning about the Lord. It starts from very little. It has beginner lessons that we actually started using as soon as my son was born. And it goes up into young adult age, so into your 20s. And the lessons are designed for the age range. And once you get into the youth, areas it starts to talk about things that are related to life such as you know relationships and money and you know different aspects of life that you have questions about when you're a young person so it it covers a a big spectrum but it's wonderful because as we're going through it with my son i see how it's enhancing him and he knows a lot and he is able to even interject even an adult Sabbath school, which is really, really nice for us to see. That's amazing. And I know it's Bible-based or Bible-focused, but as you said, it's not limited to just Bible, but just, you know, everyday life skills. And you're saying that at age 11, he's able to contribute to adult discussion. So how does that make you feel as a parent? Um. I love it from the standpoint of he's very knowledgeable, but it's not just about the knowledge. It's about 
It's about having a heart for God. It's about having a love for people. And so the thing that I appreciate about the lessons is it brings it home. And to me, that's really, really important because as stories, you could leave it as just a story. And it's a nice story. But when you look at stories like the story of Joseph or the story of David, those things, we have to apply them to our own lives. And so to see my son be able to look at those and have a compassion for people and a love for people and also have the knowledge, that's what makes it so exciting and worth the hours that we put in. That's fantastic. So now I'm going to ask you to, I was going to say fast forward, but just to rewind um, along the, let's say, the pages of history and just tell mm. me along with the listening audience, where and when did your faith journey begin? It's kind of an up and down, actually, for me, because my parents were raised in the church, um, but they left when I was quite young. Um, they left the church. It isn't that they didn't still believe in, in God to a certain perspective. But life happened and my parents had kind of a very big up and down relationship. And so in that, they kind of walked away from the church. So for me, I was familiar with God. Both sets of my grandparents um, were praying grandparents. And so they wanted to see me and my sister in the church and to have a love for God, which took many forms. Um, but... Me being stubborn, it took a while. I believe there was a God, but I didn't really appreciate the fact that he was in my life on a daily basis. And so I made a lot of choices on my own and I didn't include him. And so it wasn't until um, I had chosen to marry a gentleman who wasn't really a believer in God and um, found out he asked to leave after about three years of marriage and he had found somebody else and it actually was what actually brought me back to God because I was asking God the question how could you allow this to happen to me and so that kind of started my journey to look for God and look for a church that um, could help me on my faith journey and it pushed me into the word and that is what kind of started my journey to God was that experience. Sorry to hear about that experience, but as you said, you know, sometimes the not so pleasant experiences are really what open our eyes and our minds to what we'd say are, you know, most important to us. So as you you'd say, you know, settle into faith, you know, what would have been some of the, let's say, early challenges that you would have faced? And then what would have been your strategy for overcoming some of those challenges? So God is gracious in the fact that he worked with me. There were different challenges in figuring out. Um, I'm kind of strong-headed, so I like to do things my own way. And and I wasn't always listening to the way that God had planned for me. But the, you know, the neat part about that is that God brings it back around. He brings it back around in different ways. Um, I remember one of the experiences that I had was I kept getting the impression that I needed to be baptized. And I, you know, 
for whatever reason, I didn't, I don't know whether I didn't feel worthy or I didn't feel quite ready. And I kept saying, you know, no, Lord, I went to a church event and there were lots of people there and they were calling people forward. And I said, oh, Lord, I can't do that. I can't, you know, there's hundreds of people here. And I said, but you know what, if you really want me to be baptized, then you'll find another way. You'll find another way. And I was part of a a young adult group that we met every week in um, Bible study. And, you know, there were people from all walks of life that were attending. And um, the pastor, he said, I don't know why I have to ask this. He says, I know most of you. But he said, I just feel the impression that I need to ask, does anybody need to be baptized? And I knew that was the Lord speaking to me. And I kind of sheepishly raised my hand a little bit. And he said, oh, I would have thought you were baptized long ago. And he said, but if God is calling to you, then that's what you need to do. And so he um, he started studying with me more just to make sure that I was ready for it. And I could, you know, it was just the way that the Lord went about it because he knew my heart. He knew how stubborn I was and he still did it anyway. You make me laugh. It, it's not, <laughs> it's not every day you hear ladies, you know, saying that they can be strong-willed or, you know, strong-headed <laughs> and stubborn. So it sounds kind of funny, but in a serious way. So in terms of God, you know, speaking, because God speaks to us in so many different ways. I'm asking, you know, how does God most of speak to you whenever he has a special message to share with you? Well, I spend a lot of time in prayer. Um, and I do a lot of, I do morning readings and I do, before I go to bed, I often do a study and journal and stuff. So it, a lot of times it will be a still small voice, but he'll reinstill it with whatever it is I'm reading. A lot of times, um, like I get a verse of the day that gets sent to me and everything. And it's amazing how many times it's very, very applicable to the situation that I'm in. Um, and it's also like, it's really cool sometimes because he'll put, I love music and he will put, um, a scripture song in my head or he'll put you know we like to listen to christian music and so he'll a song that maybe i hadn't heard in a while he'll just stick it in my head and it will play over and over and over again and then i'll realize okay lord you're trying to tell me something and i may not have been listening but it's to me it's wonderful because it's very personal it's very um he's trying to remind me that he loves me and this is for me and he needs me to do this and that continues to help me grow closer to him wonderful music is such a powerful tool it lifts our spirit and uh, there's a something special that music does so it's good that music works for you now in terms of working for christ you know trying to commit your ways to him. I'm sure that there are times you would have felt a tug on your heart to, you know, go in this direction, go in that direction in terms of, you know, let's say ministry. So has God ever asked you to do something and maybe you just said, God, I, I don't want to do this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, there have been 
many times, but one of the last big ones that was for me, um, we were living in the United States and it came to a pivotal point and we felt like God was possibly calling us to move to the UK and I didn't want to move. To be completely honest, I didn't want to move back, but I knew that the Lord was tugging on my heart and we had bought a property in America in the country and we were just finishing fixing it up. It was a fixer upper house and it had taken us several years to fix it up. And it was kind of my dream. And here God was calling me away from my dream. And I knew moving back to the UK, we would not have that type of home again. And so I was really pleading with the Lord not to go. To be honest, I didn't want to leave there. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to leave it in your hands. If our house sells quickly, you know, we had to put our house on the market. And I said, if it sells quickly, then I know that it's a view because the houses weren't selling quickly in our area. It was the fastest ones were 30 days, maybe more. And they weren't going for their asking price. And so I was driving by myself to the store and I was just pleading with the Lord. I was crying and saying, I don't want to go, but I want to do what you want me to do. And I said, here's what I want. <laughs> so I was bargaining with the Lord and I said, I want you to sell the house quickly and for a good price, you know, and um, the house sold in less than four days for asking price. And so I knew it was of the Lord. And so Though it still wasn't easy, somehow it makes it easier when you know that the Lord is in it and this is the way he wants you to go because there's a reason for it. I like that important element you add. It's not easy. It's never easy. And I believe that is what makes it difficult for many individuals, you know, to trust God and his mm. plans for their lives because it's never easy. No, I'm I'm gonna pause on that very on that very same question. Why do you suppose you know so many individuals find it difficult to trust God's plans for their lives? Well, I would say for myself, trust is a hard thing to come by. I'll be completely honest because my upbringing was quite difficult. I always feel like the other shoe is gonna drop. That's kind of a saying that we have that something bad is going to come along. And I constantly have to say, okay, Lord, here's my shoes. And I will walk bare feet because therefore I can trust you. It's not when I'm in that zone with him and we are close, then I know I can trust him because he loves me and he does things that are specifically just for me. It's when I tend to back away and like my own idea better, that that's where I run into trouble. You know, because I'm so strong, My even my family calls me a bulldog. You know, it's hard sometimes to give up my own ideas of how I think it should work. You know, Lord, I want to do it this way. Or, you know, this is the way that looks most likely. And when his idea comes up that's so different than that, he calls to my heart and says, Andrea, you need to trust me. And in reality, he takes me back into the word and says, look, there's a thousand ways where you don't know any. And my ways are better than your ways. I know the end from the beginning. You don't. And so therefore, it's, you know, he has to remind me sometimes that, you know, he has my best intentions at heart and my family. 
And so I need to just trust that. And so it is a constant going back to him. Yes, yes, I, I, I can really relate to a lot of what you are seeing and that part about <laughs> expecting the shoe to drop. That is what happens with quite, quite a lot of individuals, to really be honest. Now, I know you homeschool, and so that in itself must be quite a challenge, and especially, you know, because I have a son, I know sometimes it's really difficult to, let's say, get him to sit and to settle because boys in a general sense tend to be more, you know, on the go. So what has that experience been for you, homeschooling? Um, I would say it's been life-changing for me. Um, when we found out that I was pregnant, because um, it, it was a struggle, to, to be able to have my son. And so when we found it out, we wanted to do what was right. And so that meant me giving up my worldly job, the accolades and the different things that came from that, and realizing that a lot of the accolades were not going to come. And so I know that's hard for a lot of mommies sometimes because you don't really get the recognition for all the jobs and hats that you wear. But the beautiful part is seeing, having the ability to see in your child what they need, because not everybody can see that. When you're in a classroom and you have 30 or 40 students, um, you don't know each student's heart. And the Lord allows us to know that about our children and to be able to work with that. So as you said, like with boys, you know, we... Um, we do follow curriculum that we utilize that is Bible-based. But the thing about that is, is that we can take a break. When I know there's a moment and he's struggling, we can take a break. Like sometimes when he's doing math, you know, I can see that he's really struggling. We've pulled out Legos and done Lego math for, you know, a session. And that may sound a little bit silly, but for him, that was pretty exciting, you know, and he got to write up charts, how many of these in this color and how many, you know, prongs did it have and how many of this and how many of that. And to him, that was really exciting. And it made a change in his attitude towards school. Um, and so some days, you know, we'll just take a break and we'll go out and, you know, shoot hoops or do things that are like that and um, just switch it up a little bit so that it doesn't seem so difficult. And sometimes like we do noontime call to prayer. So we'll take a break in the middle of the school day and we'll, you know, we'll pray together and then we'll read a character building story at that time. And it's amazing how many different times. And even he'll say, mom, how did God know I needed that story today? So it's, it's having those pieces. Yes. You may not have the income, but God has always provided. God has always provided. We have never gone hungry. We've always had enough to eat on our, our plates and a roof over our head. And God has always been good. So, you know, that's where you see the Lord at hand is, is even in the difficult moments where how am I going to pay this bill and how am I going to do this? The Lord shows himself when you're faithful. I must remember that line. Now, in terms of balancing, as you did indicate about, you know, the many hats <laughs> that you wear as, as mothers, you know, as parents, how do you 
strike that balance. And I'm focusing on balance um, in two ways. Balance in terms of, you know, would say regular work-life balance, but also that balance when you are disappointed, you know, by things in life. How do you strike that kind of a balance? Um, there are moments that I know that um, I'm struggling and I know that I'm struggling with the Lord. And the nice part about it is um, the Lord has even put within my son, Mom, I think you need some prayer time, you know, and that's what's nice about homeschooling is that um, you can take those breaks and we can go out and we might take a day and do photography. My husband and my son both do photography. So there might be a day that he and I just go for a long walk and let him take pictures. And it just gives me some space in regards to that. I also do sea swimming. So I've taken that up recently where I go swimming in the ocean and some people call me crazy, but it definitely is. Um, it gives me some calm and it gives me help in that I love the ocean and so therefore it helps me to just have that zone time with God but coming back to a balance because sometimes the ministry can be quite demanding um, and it needs if everybody wants their things at that point we're in that kind of generation that is a quick fix and so it's learning how to understand your feelings like I didn't always know that I was frazzled before, but now I've asked the Lord to say, hey, Andrea, you know, you're frazzled. You need to just take a step back. And sometimes I'll argue with the Lord and say, oh, no, 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 no. I have this to do and that to do and I need to hurry and I need to do this. And he'll say, no, no, no. I need you to take time with me because then he can help me to figure out how I need to step next because I have a long list of things to do. And the Lord says, no, no. Take time with me and then I'll help you order your steps because I know how to work it out best. And so it's learning to hear that voice and know, okay, Lord, I'm stressed. I need that time with you. That is one I, I too need to learn when you're frazzled. <laughs> That's when it's time to <laughs> stop and really spend the time with God. That's a very important lesson to, to learn. This brings me to what I consider something a bit lighter. You know, sometimes God just surprise, surprises us in, in some ways that, we, you know, we, we, just wouldn't, we, we just could not, you know, script, so to speak. So has God ever surprised you in a way that, you know, at the end, you maybe just had you cracking up with laughter or something like that? Um, God does a lot of things where he... Um... You know, it's amazing to me. And even for my son, my son likes um, the jets. We have the, there's a military base near her that has jets and he likes planes and that kind of thing. And so it's amazing to me when he's having a struggling day, how often the jets fly over. And the Lord does the same for me. Like I love rainbows and I love where the the clouds are there, but the sunbeams that are coming through and it, the Lord will bring it about at moments when I least expect it and he's done things like that or even little things like I remember we had a trailer and it has little pins that keep the back of the trailer on and I had driven off and the the pins 
fell out. And I was thinking, oh, Lord, I can't, you know, how am I going to do this? And and I'm praying. And as I'm praying, you know, then we stop and I'm walking along and looking for these things and thinking, oh, I'm never going to find it. We stop and we're chatting and we're looking at something. And I look down and it's right between my feet. You know, the Lord just does little funny things like that. And even when, you know, we were moving here, it was right in the middle of COVID. And so there were so many different nuances, like our stuff all came and we couldn't come. And so the Lord opened the door. I'd always wanted to do this, to be able to travel across America. And we were able to get a one-way car because we had to rent a car um, to stay with my family in California. We got a one-way car for really, really cheap. And we just packed our bags and we drove all the way across America. He found all the hotels for us to stay in. We got to see things I'd always wanted to see that we didn't even know we were going to come upon. It's things like that when you know that the Lord is blessing you because you've given him your all. And so those are the moments that you kind of chuckle to yourself because then you know there's a God. Because he's stopping to see. I'd always wanted to see you know, these rock formations. And here we just happened upon it. It's those little things that you know that God hears you and he goes that extra mile just for you. That's awesome. And that is a surprise. The very thing that you always dreamt of. And sometimes you think, oh, I will never accomplish this. And God just provides it at the very moment when you least thought about it. This question I I, I like, I hardly ask persons, but what is the easiest thing about being a Christian? The easiest thing about being a Christian to me, I think that it is because I can feel his love. It allows me to share with others because, you know, sometimes you have different experiences in life and, it, you know, I'll just, I don't want to make them belittled, but, you know, I went through being molested and raped and I went through being beaten up in my previous marriage and so many people say well how come that hasn't destroyed you how come that hasn't made you not want to love people and that's the fun part is that God has so touched my heart and given me such joy now in my life that it's just easy I it's not that I don't have difficult moments and that I don't go through bouts from my past but it's the fact that the love, the love that God has showed me and pulling me out of these things and healed a lot of the pain that I have, that it just makes it easy to love the Lord and to follow him. There isn't a question in my mind about whether or not he's real or whether I want to follow. Sometimes it's about me being stubborn and not wanting to do what he wants me to do. But um the fact that he loved me and pulled me out of the pit that I was in makes it easy. Yes, I, I noticed you did say you wouldn't want to you know, belittle any of those challenging experiences that you would have had. Um, for many persons, it, is, it would be something that just would almost say end their life in terms of surviving and being positive. So you know, what would have been maybe one of the things that would have really allowed you to overcome? I, I know your faith in God would have been critical to that. But, you know, what would have been things, maybe steps or individuals who would have maybe entered your life that would have allowed you to reach a point where you could overcome and speak about these 
um, experiences, not just from the standpoint of, okay, I was hurt, but no, you are sitting before me as a victor, you know, as a conqueror. Um, I'll go back just a little bit because one of the things that I always thought about, you know, coming out of some of the different experience that I had, you know, after um, the different abuses, one of the things that I did is I used to pretend like it really wasn't there. And I proceeded to do very well in business for myself. So I pursued getting my degree and I pursued doing very, very well in business. And I always put forth the front that there was nothing wrong. And so therefore, you know, I just pursued worldly gain, I guess is the best way, of, because I felt like, okay, I could, if I do that, then I know I've accomplished something. But I was doing a lot of that without God. And so there was always the square peg round hole. But God, when God stepped into my life, um, he also brought people into my life, other people who had had similar struggles. And so... um we begin to open up with one another and to share the different things that happened to us. And um, we went to some seminars together on, you know, how to heal from the hurt. But one of the things that really stood out to me that was so different was the fact of I have a choice. A lot of people feel that they don't have a choice. This is just what they've been handed in. So I'm always gonna be wounded. I'm always gonna be hurt. And I'm, you know, I can never be a real person again because of what happened to me. And that's not true. You know, God gives us the ability to make a choice. What are we going to do with this? You know, what can I use this for God's honor and glory? Can you heal me so that I can help other people? And so that is what stood out to me. And that is one of the pivotal points in my life is being able to see that I have a choice what I do with that. Am I going to let it make me um, hurt all the time? Am I going to let it control my mind? Like my husband says, don't allow that event or those people to take space in your mind. And, and that's the reality of it is that we have a choice. Yes, it can be difficult to overcome. And sometimes you have to go to see a counselor with some of the things that you've been through. But the reality is we have a choice. What are we going to do with that? Can I form new rivers in my brain so that I'm not constantly in fear? I'm not constantly thinking about what happened. And I can actually find joy in life rather than constantly thinking about the hurt or the fear or the different elements of life that have brought me pain. Um, you know, God can always bring something good out of something bad. I would like you to re-echo that Jemma thought that your, you said your husband usually share about not allowing that person or event. Yeah, so, you know, occasionally things come up from my past. And he said to me, Andrea, don't allow them space in your head. Because what it does is it allows them control. They're no longer in your life. Um or they're no longer allowed to be in the space. So, you know, you get to dictate what takes space in your head. And so therefore don't allow them that because what happens when we allow them to stay in our head is that they still have some kind of control. And in actual fact, whether they're in your life or not, 
they don't get to maintain your headspace. You allow God to maintain that headspace and to make you who you are. And so he often will remind me, he can see when I'm having a bad day or I'm having a bad moment. And he will remind me of that, Andrea, give God the headspace. Amen. Give God the headspace. That is powerful. I've, I've never heard it put like, you know, that way before, but I, I find it very powerful because I've encountered so many individuals and, you know, they will share. And, and similar to you, it's not to downplay the significance of their experience to trivialize it. But it's true. Sometimes we find ourselves allowing things and individuals to occupy too much of our headspace. And so we can't move forward. We find ourselves stuck somewhere there along the line. So that's a very good one. Now I'm going to get back to my Bible first, UK. At the start, you did indicate that it started in the, in the US or there is um, a chapter in the US. So first, I would want to share, you know, how persons can, you know, get in contact with you if they want to place their orders, etc. And then maybe you could share a bit about the, how is it different or similar to My Bible First US? So with My Bible First UK, we are basically almost like a subsidiary. We carry the majority of the products that are offered by the U.S. Um, location. They've been around for over 20 years. And the reason that it was started was because parents wanted their children to love the Lord. And they wanted them to have the knowledge to equip them to be able to speak on behalf of the Lord over their life and for those people that they encounter. So that really touched my heart and we had been already utilizing it. So it became very easy for us to want to do it here. So our website is mybiblefirst.co.uk. And so we are located in the UK. We're actually located in Wales. And, you know, we're able to produce this stuff the Bible lessons and they have other things, nature lessons, and they have activities that go along with the studies so that the kids can interact and it, it's age appropriate. So it goes along with whatever um, time frame that is. There's crossword puzzles and there's coloring and there's different things that the kids can do and they're all applicable to whatever it is they're studying. So, you know, we are happy to do um the U.S. mainly does the U.S. orders, and we cover, we do orders for Australia, we do orders for Europe. Um, so if you are interested, please go to our website and check it out. And then if you have questions, just go ahead and send us an email. We are happy to work with you wherever you are and try and get you the information because it is, it is something to help our children for this last day time because we are living in such unique time in history and there are things happening now that I never thought would happen in my lifetime and the Lord is coming soon and I you know we want to equip our young people to know the Lord and to know his word and so the studies that have been produced to me are amazing because it gives the children such a knowledge but also gets them to yearn more for God in their heart. So 
I know you said it, but just for clarification sake. So if a person is outside of the UK, then my Bible first UK would not be able to cover. It depends on where you are in the world, but we have shipped all over Europe and we have shipped to Australia. Um, if there are other parts of the world that are interested, we are happy to speak with you and either our location or the US location would ha be happy to ship the information or the, the products to you. Thank you for that bit of clarification. And as the name suggests, it's pretty simple, the website. But, you know, I, I won't tell the website. I'll, I'll allow my guest, Sister Andrea, to tell the website. So it's mybiblefirst.co.uk. On there has all of our contact details. So if you would like to get in contact, we have email, we have telephone number on there so please do go check it out see let us know what you think you know if there's things um that you have question on please send us an email and we're happy to help you in whatever way we can yes as you say happy to help and you know looking at the website i like um the tagline learn grow lead because mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, oftentimes when we think about education, we think about learning, we think about growing, but not oftentimes we think about leading. And so this tagline, I really love, learn, grow, lead. By the way, what does that tagline mean to you? I know maybe you're not the originator or maybe you are, but what does it mean to you when you read that tagline, learn, grow, lead? Because the purpose behind it is first, we are to help our children to learn. And in the process of learning, they're growing. They're growing to know the Lord. They're growing to learn who they are in the Lord. And then it equips them to lead. It equips them to lead their life and to lead others to God. And we want them to be strong in the Lord. We want them to know that they can make a difference in this world and that God has brought them here for such a time as this. Uh, what is one thing that you can feel that God is inviting you to do right now? Whether it is to expand the ministry, whether it is concerning your personal life, what is one thing you can feel on your heart that God is calling you to do right now? So I think one of the things that God has really been working with me on is to let go of more of the things, the fears that I have. Um, fears that I'm not enough. Fear that that I'm not going to ever be ready for when he comes. And so I've been going through more studies. And the Lord is asking me to go deeper on that. Because as I speak to other women and other families, it's a huge issue. It's a huge issue to feel the fear and you know the world wants us to fear but the lord tells us not to fear that we are to go to him we're supposed to take everything we have to him and that includes all the little things that are in our head that we don't often think to take to him so for for me it is it is that he's asking me to go deeper he's asking me you know to let go of everything you know a lot of times 
I remember seeing an analogy of a house and the Lord is knocking on your door and you let him into certain rooms of the house, but you don't let him in everywhere. There's that hidden closet that has things in there that you may not want to deal with. You may, you know, not want him to see, but guess what? He's already seen it. He already knows it's there and, and he wants to walk you through cleaning that out. And, and so the Lord is calling me to clean out my house. And so that's where I am right now. He's wanting me to go deeper and to have a completely clean house, if that makes sense. Yes, it, it does make sense. And especially when it's spring, we often do spring cleaning. So <laughs> yeah, that's I fully true. understand what you're saying. Let me say thanks for taking time out to share your story with us today. So for my listeners, my guest today has been Andrea Rain. She's the director of My Bible First UK Limited. Now, just before we go, Andrea, as is customary, do you have any parting words you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I think one of the things that, I, that really stands out to me is a lot of people have fears, and I understand having fears and not always knowing how to move forward. But the Lord is calling you. The Lord is trying to touch our hearts so that we will know that he is trustworthy. And so don't be afraid to let him in. And sometimes that may take a step-by-step approach to letting him in, but let him in the door. Let him come in because you will be amazed what he can do. What seems impossible to us is totally, totally possible. And it will change you in ways that you never thought possible. Don't be afraid to let God in. He will change our lives in ways we have never thought possible. You've been in tune to Upward Way. Do join us again next week when we'll have another interesting guest sharing his or her story of faith. Subscribe to weekly episodes on the Apple, AWR, Lord Voice, Spotify, Stitcher, or Podcast Guru apps. You're also welcome to visit Upwardway Facebook page. Click like and leave a comment. Until then, I'm Marlon Walters saying goodbye. May God bless you. You've been listening to the Upward Way podcast, the number one audio production show for people who want encouragement and reassurance in a muddled world.